Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Guy, the thing is, we need to be able to delineate um, us hanging out as friends without beating ourselves up for being a bit behind on our podcast obligations. I haven't seen you for like three weeks, two weeks. That might be, it might be. It feels like a long time, which means that I haven't seen you as a friend for that amount of time. I know. But I also haven't, um, I haven't worked with you in that amount of time. And it's stupid because I know you're busy. And you know what? People's, you know, life, people's lives get busy. But the fear is, I'll be like, hey, man, we need to hang out. Yes. And then the hangout will become a work. Of, when, what All I really want, Tim. You just want to hang out with your boy. I just want to spend time with you. The busyness thing's interesting, isn't it? I'm, I'm like, I've, you know, I'm thinking a lot at the moment about, hey, okay, you can't just be busy all the time. How do we solve it? How does one solve this for oneself? You know? Uh, I mean, you know, there's a period, I think, or there are people where they take great value in their busyness. Mm. I th- it feels very LA to me mm. that people are, um, you know, they've got a lot going on and they're so busy, in fact, that when they're in their downtime, they spend it lining up how busy they are yeah. for the people around them. Um, by the way, folks, the reason why it's so um, echo in here, I just decided we were going to pot in the lounge. You know, i got to say, as I as mentioned, haven't haven't uh, seen Tim for a long time. Came in, lovely setup. I really, I've always loved your dining table. It's a good table. Uh, we've got some beautiful plants. This next is to Brazilian us. rosewood. I don't think you can buy this anymore. Zoe found it at a second wow. store somewhere. We're we're podcasting on Brazilian rosewood, and there were two uh, award winning, freshly chilled milk stouts in front of our respective microphones. So Tim and I are podcasting while enjoying. Um, New Zealand and the world's best milk stout. It's pretty yum. It's way yummer than I thought something called a milk stout could uh, be. This is a very, very delicious full-flavoured beer. Mm. So, Tim. Carlo left these. The great do you guys Carlo know, Ritchie. Do you guys know Carlo Ritchie, co-host of Hosting? Yeah. That's a fun <laughs> credit to say out loud. He was, uh, he, his whole family were here recently. Yes, they we were. Her, and that was, do you know, that was probably... Uh, Oh, yeah, that's when I last saw you. That was probably two weeks ago. 
And that was some really quality time. It was fucking, all, all it was our, fucking nice. All of our families hung out. Hey. Children and adults are plenty. The reason Carlo was here was because he and I, I've stolen him away from Guy. And mm. now Carlo is co-hosting a podcast with me that's coming out at the end of the month. I'm so excited to hear it. World's colliding. Yeah. yeah. And ships perhaps colliding. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one. I'll maybe hold fire on that until, um, I don't know, the publicity comes out or something. Sounds good. Can I? Actually, but I, everyone needs to give that a fucking hoon I, when it gets released because it was funded. Also got an announcement. First of all, what Tim and Carlo have made is insane. I was there for a very small part of it. And um, oh, you're coming back to do a little bit more if that's and okay. I'm coming back to do a little bit more if that's okay. Uh, but I've got something I would like to announce for any listeners who are in Auckland. Uh, I'm, I've this is the second month running. I've organised an event with one of my favourite cinemas in Auckland, the Capital Cinema on Dominion Road, and once a month, uh, it's called You'd Love It with Guy Montgomery. And once a month, I screen classic movies I've never seen. But people insist I would love because we host this podcast. Tim, people think I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah, you haven't, and I've got huge gaping holes across yeah. my movie watching curriculum vitae. You're catching up though. I'm working really hard at it, and as part of it, I've organised a monthly screening of a classic film. So in August, I did The Wizard of Oz, and can I just say, how did that go? Fucking movie magic. Yeah, it dude. was honestly. The fact that that was the first color film, yeah. and that they buried the lead and put I it know. Like, and it's so it's, it's not like the it, it's it's not like from a historical standpoint you're like this is the moment when it changed the color it's like no this is the second in the yeah. movie where everyone experienced it go to color it was incredible and so, so the, the the way it works is I, I choose the film and I screen it uh, and I obviously haven't seen it so before it I write a little sort of ten minute stand up set where I speculate about what the movie will be about um, so I did the Wizard of Oz and next month in September on it's the first Tuesday of every month. So on Tuesday, the 6th of September, I'll be screening, and this is actually podcast adjacent, The Terminator. Oh, sick. Starring uh, the lesser known, the, the father of the very famous Patrick Schwarzenegger, yeah. the lesser known Arnold Schwarzenegger. Man, that's such so a that's, good flick. So uh, that's at the Capitol at, on the 6th of uh, September. If you're in Auckland, I'd love to see you there. Dude, Terminator's so cool. Have you seen it? I should come to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first two are so fucking good. I am so like I'm so excited. You they know, don't really like make movies like that anymore. He said, "Well, his advanced years." I would like because it's a, it's James Cameron directed it, right? Yes, I would. He like, came up it, with it in a fever dream. Really, he was on a. I think he was on a flight. I think he was on a plane ride, and he had um, the flu or something, and he had this. He he like was caught in a nightmare where he thought a, a time traveling robot was chasing him. And oh then he started gosh. writing it down, and that became how few. Like he's probably got a lot to answer for with respect to other people. Then thinking their dreams are also interesting or <laughs> stories worth telling. He he's you always can't beat him up for that though. His one CC's made good <laughs> yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, but he's like you know. I think I saw you um, bemoaning the the inevitable like glut of uh, feel good oh. uh, sitcoms in the wake of Ted Lasso, where it's like. <laughs> For for how good it is or how good it makes people feel, it's going to be responsible for a lot of bad schmaltzy TV. <laughs> was that you or did it I just... It might have been. I can't remember saying it, but it does sound like the kind of cynicism I would weave <laughs> yeah, online, yeah. doesn't it? But James Cameron's always in New Zealand. I'd love to get him to a screening of his own movie. Yeah, that'd be good. Get, that'd be real good. Carlo and I were trying to get him on the pod, actually. 
Of course, because he also did ti- he did Titanic. It's about Titanic, everyone. The podcast I that like, I'm making. You know, I'm always obsessed with theories like this, but I like to think that all of a director's oeuvre can constitutes one cinematic universe. So Avatar, Titanic, and the Terminator all exist on the same plane of reality with the Navi. Yeah, from from Avatar. From Avatar. Yeah. Is Avatar Pocahontas? Is that what people say? That's what people say, I think. Yeah. I think it's just like, yeah, maybe the connection. I don't actually really know the story of Pocahontas. Um, I've never seen any of the films. I haven't seen the Disney version or nothing of Mm. Pocahontas. Have you? I think I went to it as a boy. I've never seen an Avatar either. Really? Not 3D, not 2D, not nothing. I can't wait when they release Avatar 2 in 2015 or whenever the fuck it's coming out. (laughs) Um, that year has been oh, oh yeah. 50 no 15, 15. You did that's when 15. it was going to come out right. I think or around then uh, anyhow that's all by the way oh wait I've got another thing oh please yeah and actually I might um, okay so like here's the thing you haven't heard from us for a while and I must apologise for that it's bad of us um, guys guys been beavering away on something totally his own that will be revealed later i can we can talk about can it. you yeah, yeah oh yeah because it's a, yeah it's yeah a publicly announced i got funding to make uh the spelling the guy i'm on don't sp- say funding that's less you got okay. green lit i got green lit to i got money i've been commissioned to make an eight episode season of guy the guy on spelling bee cue the fucking applause i know on tv and uh it's the most exciting thing May, well, professionally, that's probably ever happened to me. It's literally unbelievable. And uh, I now work on it all the time. Folks, things like this don't happen in New Zealand. New Zealand doesn't make shows like this. That is the power of Guy Montgomery. This is, and this is why it's so important that it's really good. Yes. Because it must. there must be more. So that's what I have been... And then I've got my whole life around that. But that's yeah. what I've been doing by day. Beavering away on that. I've been making this Titanic podcast with Carlo that's coming out at the end of the month, which has been hectic. I got laryngitis midway through us recording. Yeah, I saw you. Sickness you has very... befallen me a lot this year. It's it's it is interesting who it's targeting. Has it befallen Zoe? Mm, she didn't get hand, foot, and mouth or laryngitis. Good so... for her. <laughs> she's gotten a couple others. She got COVID and... Oh, everyone's getting COVID. Everyone's got COVID. Yeah. You got a couple remember of colds. When, remember, if in New Zealand, if someone caught COVID, um, the nation would stop and watch uh, our director of health talk about it at one o'clock every day. We would grab our nearest pitchfork and fuck that individual person That's up. Right. What a time to be alive. Witch hunts. Oh, yeah. So the other thing that just came out is uh, I've got a podcast, right? Um, with some other, I'm so sorry, guys, not on it. But if it's okay, I might put half of the first episode on this feed. Yeah, if that's okay with you, so people can get a little taste and see if they like it. And if they can, they can sub it's over. It's not there. Guy Montgomery slander, is it? No, it is. So I get <laughs> guest comedians from all across New Zealand to just talk about the worst experiences they've had with Guy Montgomery. Oh wow! And the really crucial bit is Guy could never listen to it. Be a pretty short season then. No, no, I've got 50 <laughs> episodes backed up already. People were paying me to come on it. It was crazy. We don't even have 50 comedians, do we? <laughs> Where are you know. finding these people? They came out of the woodwork. <laughs> I put the premise online. I tweeted it. I said, look, I've got this idea for a podcast, and people just it came in their droves. Tim, this is the last thing I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not what it is. It's called Socrates Walks Into a Bar, 
and uh, it's it's me and two other comics. One's called Nick, one's called Ray. Oh, yeah. And uh, we talk really about good. philosophy. But um, we recorded it like three years ago, and then I had forgotten we made it. <laughs> Holy shit. And then Nick's been going around like pitching it, and he managed to get someone to kind of like get a sponsor attached and, and, and everything. So now it's just it's just coming. Now out. it's alive so with it's, a sponsor. Mm. It's already la- it's already lapping the worst idea of all time. I know, I know, but um, that's how it goes. We've got lots of sponsors. They just don't give us anything. But any we've, any we've, product we mention in the podcast is a sponsor. No, we've got sponsors. All of those we're sponsored by KFC now, aren't we? Tim? All those great ads you hear. I wish we, we're sponsored by Taco Bell, aren't we? Taco Bell. <laughs> Ring the bell. Ding ding. <laughs> Taco time. It's time for the worst taco, taco time with Tim and Guy. <laughs> this sounds good. We should do a... What do they call that when you make a bit of content for the corporation? Uh, career suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Walked into that one. Should we hear from our friends? See what they're up to? Oh, it's been a minute. I feel so badly, but it, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to hear from our friends. But Tim, truly, from the bottom of my heart, as interpersonally, I'm so grateful to see you. I'm so grateful for you. You're a great man. I love you. And if this is too earnest for the podcast, just put a bleep over all that part. I'm not going to bleep that at all. I'm going to put it on loop. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so I love you too, buddy. It's so good to see once you. Once they've finished hearing that on loop. We need to hang out more. We, really we, we might even do it off, off mic at some point. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Come to the Terminator. What date did you say? Uh, Tuesday, September 6th. I think I'm in Old Coney. Oh, my God. That's going to be so fun. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, do you want a review? Is that someone left for us? It's yeah, four stars. Okay. <laughs> I started listening to this over a series of depressive episodes, and season two has become an extremely comforting presence. The podcast overall, and season two specifically, has its problematic moments, but overall, it's so comfortable and welcoming. I definitely recommend it. A massive thank you to the boys for hurting themselves with movies for our amusement. You've helped me through some dark spots, and I appreciate y'all's sacrifice. And that is from Eliza the Houseplant. I'd love to read that Houseplant's five-star review of something. <laughs> no, re- really <laughs> does read like a five-star. <laughs> you got, if you don't give us the five, you've got to put in the note for improvement. No, there was a mention of problematic uh, content on there. Oh, I see. Which, I don't know what it is. It definitely will exist. And yeah. I don't really have any desire to <laughs> revisit it. Is that bad? Uh, no, I mean... People, do, I th- I feel like we get a, we do a pretty good job, and our listeners are very generous and understanding mm. in um, self improvement occurring in real time across the seasons of the podcast. That's I, is this true? Yeah. Do you feel like that's true? I would agree with that. I feel like that's true. We've put out so so much. Wow, this is the thing. So many so many hours of us talking that I think people get the vibe that you know. We try. We're not the smartest boys in the world, but you know, we our, do, our heart's in the right place. We're not the stupidest. Hey, no, that would be Guy Montgomery, and you can hear more about it on the new podcast. Oh, put a sock in it. <laughs> That's a good name for a podcast. It's just like I don't know. No, there's, you'd it's, be shutting down conversation. No, it's, it's ASMR of um, oh. putting a sock in different places. Oh, that is good. I guess I'm actually now thinking of a podcast called "Can I Put a Sock in There." Ah. And you're trying to fit a big sock into different... Anyway, this is the most recent correspondence we have on the Facebook. And uh, I'm reading it because it opened as soon as I opened the Facebook. And it says this. Hey, guys, it's been a minute since you put out new Twilight content. I'm worried one of you or one of your loved ones is sick or worse. I kind of was. Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't worse. I was just sick. 
I don't know what I could do to help if you were, but I could sit. I would certainly try. For now, I'm wishing all the best for you. Hope to hear something new from my two favorite podcasters soon. That is from uh, Shelley. And Shelley. Shelley. Here we are. Shelley. Shelley. Uh, Shelley and the Shelley. Shelley, shall we? Shelley, Shelley. I can't, it's obviously we've been podcasting for a while because I can't turn a phrase to save myself. Quite quite pleased with it. We're both a bit wiped out, and I think it's also important to mention that it's um it's winter time in this part of the world that Guy and I inhabit, and we can't escape it oh, because no. um flights are off. Kind of. <sighs> do you? Do you I'm miss actually. LA? I'm, go- I'm going. I've missed it so much. Same. Um, you know, it'd it'd blow your mind how much I miss it. I actually, this is uh, a bit star fucky, but I I got a big kick recently uh, on both. Both friends of the podcast, actually, Melanie Linsky and on Iowa Debris Instagram. These are two women who have like are just absolutely so brilliant and talented, and have both uh, somehow been roped into being affiliated with the worst editor of all time. They were both posting on the Instagram stories. They met each other, oh, and they man. were both equally as excited that is to meet one another, so delightful as one another. And I thought, God Almighty, I was really meeting only the. Uh, top tier of New Zealanders <laughs> <laughs> and us. Um, now I've got a message for you from Mac. Subject oh, the line: Shark has. <laughs> don't you wish it could be Christmas every day? January tenth. Twenty-eight films, twenty-nine TV specials, twenty-one derivatives, including a gay Scrooge, a gender swap Scrooge, and a sequel. Countless TV parodies. A Christmas Carol is the most adapted story of all time. The exact number is not clear. Depending on how pure your definitions of adaption and film are, it's anywhere between 50 and 110. I have considered watching all available versions in the past, but why would I want to ruin one of the best stories ever told by turning it into an exercise in torture? That's your job. I propose this challenge for the next season of Twiwat. Based on your own interpretations of what is considered an adaptation, watch every version of a Charles Dickens immortal classic, A Christmas Carol. You will become the world's foremost experts on this winter tale. Only you will be able to answer definitively, who is the greatest Scrooge? Who is the scariest ghost of Christmas yet to come? And who is the most puntable Tiny Tim? Kind regards and Merry Christmas from Callum in Ireland. Six months ago. Maybe seven. Well, Maybe eight. Shit, it's August. Eight months ago. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, you slice it, Callum. Uh, it's a pleasure to hear from you. I hope you're enjoying the, the world-famous Irish summer. And I hope you enjoyed the Irish rugby team's recent victory of the All Blacks here in New Zealand. Congrats. And uh, also the Black Caps' recent victory of the Irish cricket team over there in Ireland. I've actually... Um, I've not. I've seen Blackadder as a Christmas Carol as a boy. I've seen The Muppets Christmas Carol. I've not read a Christmas Carol. I'll bet it's a good book. Yeah. Have you read a Charles Dickens book? In I your don't life? think I've read any Charles Dickens books ever. He is funny guy. I think he was a bit of a monster by day, like mm. or in in between writing, mm. like so many of the greats. Just lock them up. Lock them up. Give them pen and paper, and just keep them in their little tower. What's happening there? Oh, a little phone call. It's a call from Ken. Shall mm. I answer it on the podcast? Uh, it's totally up to you. I think you can. He'll like it. Yeah, okay. Hey, Ken, I'm just podcasting. Oh, nice. All right, mate, I'll talk to you soon. 
All right. Love you, buddy. What podcast? Quick. It's the worst idea of all time. You're actually on the mic. Hey, oh, Ken. Wow. Can you hear Tim? Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, man. How you doing? Am I your star guest, am I? <laughs> yeah, you're the star. We've built this whole episode around the hope that you would call me during the record. <laughs> well, here it is. You guys better get some quick questions going. Uh, what was the best part of your day? Best part of my day was the yoga session I just did. Oh. Made me feel euphoric. Did wow. you get a euphoria kick? Yeah. In, How- in the back of my skull, in my, up above my, by my neck. Oh, my gosh. How often have you been doing yoga? Tuesday at 7.30. Can you ask what kind of yoga it is? You can Once ask. Once a week. What, what kind of yoga? Tim wants to know. Vinyasa. Vinyasa. Hey, that's the... flows. Yeah, yeah. That's I've the... got another question for Ken. Hit me. What's the be- what, and I'm putting you on the spot. What's the best thing you've eaten in the last week? Um, went to this curry joint in, um, in Queens. Angel, it was some of the best curry I've had. Definitely best curry I've had in America. Oh my! Yet, but oh my gosh, really Ken! You know, the way the questions are being asked, you know, your life sounds like a highlights reel right now. I've also got to know what was the challenge that you faced today, and how did you overcome it? Yeah, you're battling through so a just, concussion. Just, just, just turning up to work and staring at a screen was pretty hard. And how did you overcome that? By by emailing my boss ten minutes ago, telling him I'm not coming into work for two days. <laughs> what? How'd you get the concussion, Ken? Uh, I fell. I fell off my bike. This is a good girl was uh, walked out from behind a truck when I was in the bike lane. Didn't look. Oh. Can clean me up. Oh my gosh! It was a yard sale. Did you buy anything? I didn't know. She actually, she actually did a runner. She took off. She was scared I was going to sue her or something. Shit, man! That is, see, I, because you, you told me this recently, and I was worried the inverse would be true, and that you would ride into a litigious American, and that they would sue your, you know, your backwater New Zealand ass. Yeah, no, I should have been more woke to that. I should have been suing her ass. <laughs> Well, I, I think, you know, accidents happen. I'm very sorry you're concussed, but uh, no lawsuits is a pretty good outcome. Yeah, no, it is. Anyway, I'll let you guys get back to your podcast. Well, we'll probably wrap it up now, but uh, I'll call you later, Ken. Okay. See ya. See, See ya. Now. Bye, mate. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That was, that was Ken, everyone. Yeah. I've got a deep and abiding love for Ken. Fair enough. He's he's a very talented man. In fact, if you turn your head ninety oh my degrees, gosh, yeah, we're pod, we're podcasting next to one of his artworks. Ken's an artist, and a bunch of my friends. It was, it was I can only assume under the direction of Guy Montgomery um, went in together and for a wedding present commissioned an original piece by him, and it has pride of place in the dining room. Do you know what I'm going to? Um, I take a photo of it. Yeah, I'll upload it. You should. You sh- you absolutely should. Take a photo you of I'll take a definitely photo of should. You should this also nice, do that. I'm having a really nice moment with you. That's good, man. That's what it's all about. Friend zone. Yeah. Um, Shall I go? <clears throat> yeah. This is from a while ago now, the 5th of July. The 5th? Remember, remember, the 5th of July. Oh, the a, bread and the pasta and the, and the wine. It's a bad look, Tim. What? This happens sometimes on my Facebook page as well, where there's an auto-reply. By the Facebook bots. Did you send it? Or does it just it send just it? Sends it just sends it. says, hi. What the f- don't. It says this. Hi, thanks for contacting us. We've received your message and appreciate you're getting in I touch. Don't, listen, Zach, I didn't fucking want you to do that, actually. <laughs> that's not our, that's <laughs> like, not what we're all about. what is the most impressive thing about it is the non-committal nature of the auto-reply. It's like, hey, yeah, we got it. <laughs> There's nothing about. I hate that. I hate that. So that is far worse than no reply. That reply going to someone. Mm. I'm livid. Well, I'm furious. Let's make it up to Ben by reading out what he wrote. All right, dear dearest frosty <laughs> folk, a story. If you'll bend the air and. There's a turn of phrase I love. I think it might be Australian. Sorry for bending your ear. Yeah. It's like when you, you chew someone's ear off, you bend their ear. You go too long. It's really nice. Contextually, I've just listened to the Man Mountain Monty recount how an honest audience member found your show so fantastic that they left your show lighter than they yes, arrived, yes. having left behind a significant quantity of effluent. <laughs> Good writing. Yeah. The story... Uh, the story reminded me of an incident I was privy to back in the halcyon days of early 2020. The world was carefree and COVIDless, and I was a cast member in a touring strip show. The show would take us around Australia, performing in most major cities across the land. I'll spare you the gory details, but needless to say, it was undoubtedly one of the happiest and horniest times in my living memory. Fantastic. Onward to the incident. It was amongst the last few shows of our tour, and we were playing a couple of nights at the beautiful Tivoli Theatre in Brisbane. A Saturday night, the crowd was merry, the drinks were flowing, and the cast was elated. The show proceeded in kind, and it turned out to be one of our favourite shows of the tour. 
As the curtain closed, we were yet to discover that it would also be the most memorable. In Guy's story, after the theatre had emptied, he stepped onto the stage to behold a seat covered in powder, a gaggle of bemused ushers, and a story yet to be told. The very same scene greeted myself and my fellow cast members as we prepared to leave the venue. Apparently, according to the security and CCTV, not one, not two, but three young audience members had been so powerfully stimulated by the show no. we'd, put, we'd put on that they simply couldn't help themselves. No. Guy, Tim, they fucked in the back row. Oh, wow. Incredibly, they'd remained undetected by security long enough to deposit large amounts of DNA onto the seats around them. Jesus. The group were eventually removed from the venue, likely with some kind of ban, and it's here my story concludes. In retrospect, I should feel less surprised at this incident. Being a strip show, I guess it comes with the territory. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I hope you've enjoyed this retelling. Love to you boys, and stay extra well. Ben, right? Yes. Let me open with this. Loved the retelling. Yeah. Really, really good. Really well written. Man. People fucking way better than people shitting in your show. Well, Do you remember you know, that time we had that at the Monte Cristo? Yes. We did a, a Twiawet live show and um, two amorous people got down to business in the middle of the show. I don't think I've ever been prouder of eliciting such a reaction from I, the crowd. Yeah, I totally forgot that that was... I mean, you know, we weren't even stripping. We were just discussing, I believe, Sex and City 2, possibly for the first time. Uh, yeah, or the maybe, second. maybe. How about that? I don't think you can get better than that. Here's the ranking. Um, a guffaw is good. Uh, an applause break is great. A standing O, hard to beat, but you can beat it because when people have sex in the audience, you know... You've done your job. Can you just, um, for my own ranking system, where does someone filling their pants sort of slide into this scale? Man, here's the thing about shitting. It's sort of like all the things I mentioned are on the y-axis and <laughs> shitting is... <laughs> it's like on a different sort of dimension of it. Uh, he's not wrong. Does that make sense? And when you're not wrong, you're right. Well, here's a message from... I'm going to say Kale. Um, I actually really like this. I like how it looks. Look at that. Look at that name. K-A-E-L. Oh, yeah. It's nice. got a beautiful shape to it. Hey, Tim and Guy. Thanks for the hours of entertainment. Did you know that the Pikelet King himself now hosts a podcast with the other writers of In Just Like That? It's mostly... Infuri- it's, it, it's a mostly infuriating listen as young writers explain their ideas and Mattress explains how he tears them apart. One note from it is that while remaining staunchly defensive of Sex in the City 2, Mattress deliberately kills ideas that he finds too reminiscent of the original Sex in the City, appearing to share your view that the TV series is not canon. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is good evidence for the argument that And Just Like That exists because of you. Bye! Appreciate it. Kale. Love it. I think it's Kale. Couldn't agree more. Um. Man, I, did I'm you tempted to, to listen. That? No, I yeah, we did get told at the time. I, I'm tempted. I know, but do you know when I stack it up against how little time I've found to um, pursue the parts of my life that are just for me or that I enjoy, and included in that list is um, hanging out with you, Tim. I think that taking on uh, a podcast to sort of ironically listen to—that's half for work and half out of my own curiosity—is. Uh, it's not inside of the current remit of, you know, things I'm looking to take on. Well, I'll do it. All right. 
I dare you to. I double dog dare you to. I got one. Go on. So this is a. I was sent. A, uh, we were sent a message on the fifteenth of June. Fuck! It's cool that people message us. On 20, can I say that? Yeah, you can. And then get this. They sent a follow up because it was it just was sitting there un, unacknowledged. Oh. On the seventh of July, and the message they sent on the fifteenth of June was an image. Uh, Can I see it or are you going to describe it? I'll read you the message first, then I'll show you the image. So it says, hey there, boys. I'm sure you've got a lot of messages to get through, but I just wanted to check that you read my picture of a man that I sent to you. I was particularly looking forward to hearing Guy weep as he read it. Much love to Tim, as always. The picture, Tim, is a photo of uh, English cricketer Johnny Bairstow, mid sort of triumphant leap with his helmet off and his bat about to be raised in the air because at the time the image was taken, he had just scored a match-turning and winning century for the English Test team against the Black Caps uh, in our recent whitewash Test tour of England. So this was a sort of a collegial um, ribbing, a sort of a, a, a well-intentioned uh, antagonistic missive sent towards me because, you know... Um, it's established I like cricket and evidently so too does this listener and we support opposing teams uh, so I'd like to say congratulations to the English cricket team of course um, it is notable that the turnaround has been held by both a New Zealand coach and captain and uh, look we were totally outplayed in the series and um, you know you might not know this but it's sent a lot of New Zealand cricket fans into a bit of a uh, uh, fear of an identity crisis forming. <laughs> well, so, New Zealand sports fans got to fucking get a grip. Nah, between this and the All Blacks, it's like guys, fucking calm down. Nah, it's nice to have something to think about. Sometimes that isn't your own life. That's <laughs> true. That's what sports are there for. It's true, but like you know, have a modicum of um, you know what proportionality to the thing. Do you know one of the best days I had in the last month was uh, watching the All Blacks game from the weekend just been, and that w- that wouldn't have been possible without them losing. So many games beforehand. Mm. Oh, was that the South Africa game? Yeah. I understand sports now, Guy, because I'm betting on things. <laughs> oh, I bet on that too. I actually won some money on that game. Good on you. Yeah. Nice one. You can are. I, you're in a betting you're I'm in, in a, a betting, betting syndicate. syndicate. Can yeah. I see the image? You can. It might be my turn soon, actually, to pick a bet. Because we all take turns. It's a turn-based thing. Oh, that's a real, like, how's it? Kind yeah, of a fucking it's, it's cricketing in, pose. It's interesting to me... Uh, that you're in a betting syndicate because you're not uh, you're not naturally inclined towards sports, and so yeah. I but guess, you know what I am naturally inclined to gambling. Exactly. And so my curiosity is like, what is the system by which you deign what you'll be betting on? Do you have to have any background knowledge, or do you look at numbers and data and you think for the team or for me personally? When it's your turn to select a bet, <clears throat> um, I don't dedicate like a huge amount of time to. Re- I'm a real shoot from the hip kind of guy, Monty. You know this about me. I get. I'm a vibe guy. I get a vibe. I go with it. You're a big vibe guy. Um, but I so on my first one, I bet on the uh, the Maori All Blacks were playing Ireland. Yeah, and I just look at like you know a vaguely sensible spread with a great payout, and I'm like, this feels like a bit of me. So I think it was you know it was like the Maori All Blacks to win by. Uh, 12 plus or something or maybe no, it's, it's, 12, it's 12 and under and 13 and over maybe it was uh 12 and under yeah like they win but not by much and it was paying something like four bucks i was like it seems doable and it paid off i love that hit it so it's just shit like that man hit it the only rule in the syndicate gotta be people no dogs no horses 
Yeah. But you can bet on anything. And you, obviously you can't bet on a, you know, if horses ran free, mm. no, that, cause then it would you don't be want organized. to race them though if they're doing that. I know. And you don't want to judge the freedom with yeah, which I've they're a few running. Uh, videos coming through on my Facebook algorithm recently of um, humans performing horse dressage in horse dressage arenas <laughs> but it's just people wow and i haven't watched them long enough to discern whether or not it is a comedy sketch or if it's an actual competition that's taking place wow wee. so how about that how about that Do you, are you into it when it pops up are you like i'm sort of like i i smile i there's a wry smile mm. that crosses my face how serious are the people who are doing it do rye think? and rye it's those are good homophones Mm. Spell Tim, spell Rye. R. You can ask for the word in a sentence. I I don't know how to spell either version. <laughs> okay. Well, spell- oh, okay. What is it? Okay, give it to me in a sentence. Uh, the baker cast a rye smile at his perfect <laughs> loaf of rye. R H Y E. That rye. is actually how you spell a band that is called Rye. Ah, uh, that um, you could have worked some into great them. music, but it's not. Well, how do you how do you spell the um? What is Rye? Is that like kind of oats? Yeah, Rye is R Y E, and Rye is W R Y. Hmm, that makes sense. And you know, you can see why it's got money to be a TV show. <laughs> it's got legs. It's got a lot of legs. All right. We have to, unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. Yeah, we've got um, to put a pin in it. It's also possible that the dogs run away. Um, so I'll go. Rufus would do that sort of thing. He does now. Really? Because he's, well, he can take, it's sort of. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I've trained him pretty freaking well. I put the time in so he knows what a road is and he doesn't go on it. But he does know where the dog park is. Yeah. So if I don't put that little gate down he, to prevent him from escaping, sometimes he'll just gone go, burgers. Oh, fuck this, I often see him standing on the side of your road with like holding up a paw like yep. he's trying to hitchhike. Yes, he does. He goes up north. What does he do up there? He just likes it up there. Unwinds. Yeah. Yeah. Big open roads, a lot of fields. You can feel tight in the city. Uh, yeah, he wants to get out of the, the concrete jungle. Yeah, Got to get out there and earth yourself. Holds him back, man. He's a dog that needs a bit of space and he needs to see the sky and I'm preventing him from doing that. And what's not to love about that? It's great to be back uh, with you, Tim. It's great to be back We're with back, you. We're back, baby. And even our editor has been busy. So the person who um, does the sort of polishing touches on our Kellyanair TV episodes, uh, we've just had the 48-hour film yes. competition in New Zealand and he is the like city manager for Christchurch. That's right. He's instrumental in the national... Comp as well, so he's um he's he's had a lot. We've all had. A, a, he would have a had a on. huge. Well, speaking huge. of that, I actually I was a. Oh yeah, you fucking. I, well, I, I didn't even ask about that. I was in it. Yeah, with uh, a team helmed by uh, sports team, who are the very talented and creative Annabelle Keen and Callum Devlin. They're actually responsible for a lot of the great Beth's music videos. They yeah. got they put a new the Beth's have a new single and music video out today. Okay, 
I watched it. People have got to remember a lot of things. Favorite song and video for a long time. Shit, really made me feel huge. good. Is it, uh, is it um, Expert in a Dying Field or is no, it different? No, it's Knees Deep. Oh, man, I haven't heard the it The Beths, yet. Knees Deep. Look it up on YouTube. Watch the video. Uh, hear the song. Our notes is just going to be a series of links of things for you to do and watch yeah, and see. This, and is a, this is the world we live in now. A, this is a homework assignment. Um, but, I, but the thing that comes out next on this feed might be a little sample of that Socrates podcast. Yeah. I hope that's okay with yeah, you. Yeah, I know some great. people are going to get angry about that, but immediately following that up will be a new culinary episode. Yeah. So it all comes out in the wash. So go F and Jeff yourselves. It's been a treat. What I do you want people to do? Priority one. What, people are going to leave this episode, get on with their lives. What do you need for them to know and do? Like pick up the phone and call one of your best friends and just talk to each other about your lives. And mm-hmm. at the end of the phone call, say, I love you. Yeah. And if you don't have a person like that in your life, what I want you to do is uh, get whatever kind of headphones are available to you and just just go for a nice fucking walk, man. Yeah. Just a Just a nice walk. And if you don't have headphones and you don't uh, have a friend. Um, Keep listening to us. Yeah. Out loud on your phone speaker. On the bus. <laughs> or train. <laughs> or ferry. Yeah. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. The friends are-